All right, so today on Astro Zero Twitter Spaces, we have a very talented 3D artist who I met recently, and I was really excited to get him on the show with us. It's Salvo in 3D. So welcome to our spaces, man. How's it going tonight? How's everything? Everything's pretty good. Only a little bit tired after the past week. I don't know. It just felt like a really long week, but overall, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your art background and what ultimately made you decide that you were going to start 3D art as opposed to other types of art forms. Um, that kind of goes back. Uh, I mean, so like in general, grew up in a pretty like uh, not so great household when it comes to being able to express myself. Um, and, uh, and I had all these ideas and wanted to express myself, but I never really had a outlet for it. I couldn't really draw well enough to put what was in my head and bring it to life. And I couldn't really write well enough. Uh, and so that was just kind of overall disappointing and kind of frustrating, um, to a point where finally, when I turned, uh, 18, I started to get tattoos and uh, that was because that was at the time the best way I could express myself. And then the pandemic hit, you know, and I had to go back to the household where I didn't really feel too welcome, uh, to say the least. And uh, then throughout all that, um, I kind of like dove into, I guess, just social media and the Internet. And I found, you know, I, I mean, I'd been following people for a while, people like Beeple and stuff like that. But I had no idea how they were doing it. And then finally, I asked one of my tech savvy friends, I was like, Hey, how the hell are they doing this? And he's like, Oh, they're using probably a software like cinema 4d or blender. And I was like, please send me any he's like blenders free. And I was like, Oh, shit, blenders free. Okay, I'll, I'll learn that. Um, so I just kind of dove into that and started watching tutorials after tutorials for like, weeks on end, like 24 hours a day, like just nonstop, like every waking moment, I was learning blender, to a point where finally, like at a certain point, I could start like making my own things without tutorials and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I just kind of went from there and I decided to start doing daily renders because I heard that like the more you like with daily renders, especially you just learn a lot faster because you're just constantly putting out new stuff and you're learning new things every day to make new different pieces of art. And yeah, from there, I just kind of kept on growing and growing and now I'm here. So I guess the daily render is kind of like your project because you don't necessarily have a specific collection that, that people would look at like it's not like a an eight project that's generative it's not um you know a hand-drawn pc you you pretty much just go with whatever is on your mind that specific day and you're releasing these projects was it one piece per day for a full year is that how you're you're like you're going on is that the, the track that you're headed on i'm doing one piece a day and until i don't i really like i think that because like honestly it's just i do it so much and i'm like constantly like I, I really am still just constantly creating all the time during the day, um, even when I have school and like a full schedule. So like I really don't think I'm going to stop because uh, I found out like, you know, that this is just something that I love to do. So like I really just I don't see a reason why I would stop unless I like died or something. <laughs> so you have um, what you would consider like throwaway pieces uh, that, you know, you you might do a piece and you're like, yeah, I don't really like it and then start over or. Is it pretty much like from the point you start to the point you finish the piece? That's what today's daily render is. Oh, no. God. I mean, today's is a great example. I went through like four different ideas before I landed on what I did for today's daily. Um, yeah, it's a process. Like sometimes it's like the first idea I have. It's like, yeah, this is it. Uh, but most of the time I'd say I start an idea and like it's something completely different by the end. Have you decided to tap into any like different forms of art or like I was mentioning before, like possibly doing a generative project or I don't I don't know how 
actually art savvy you are with like pencil and charcoal, would you consider doing something like that? Or are you pretty much just gonna stick on the blender, um, blender based type project and, and go on from there? Um, I think I'm gonna stick with Blender because, like I said, drawing and stuff has never been my forte. Um, and Blender, I just feel very natural with at this point. Um, not to say that I haven't been trying to learn other like softwares, um, such as like a software called Clarice, which is fantastic for creating large scale like landscapes and cities, or like uh, trying to learn get better at After Effects and Photoshop stuff like that. Um, but most of like the base of my projects are most likely going to be continuously done in Blender. Yeah. So when did you start doing your daily renderings? When was the first day that you released one of these? Man, oh man. I mean, 302 days ago from today. Um, but uh, I don't remember the exact date. Uh, but yeah, I remember uh, just kind of deciding one day that I was just like, I was, I was just like, why not? Like, why can't I? You know, and uh, and I'd done a lot, like some research into like why people would do daily renders. Like what's the, I guess, the appeal. And uh, I saw that it just really helps with learning. And it kind of started with that. It kind of started with me just being like, okay, this will help me learn. And then it kind of became a part of my daily routine. And then I was like, okay, like, why not just do this forever? Like, why not? Like, I see no reason why not to. It, I'm, it helps with my creative process and coming up with new ideas. And along with that, I just with any other, like with any other project I do, like, I could just, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's kind of the same way my brain works with music. Um... I write music and I, I record everything that I do, even if I think it's not something that might be usable. But I always leave some sort of reference point onto it where it would click in my head if I need to revisit it later on down the road and maybe it would be a usable piece. But I have full like external hard drive, like terabyte hard drives just filled with Ableton files out the ass. And I did something very similar to what you're doing, but I challenged myself to do a beat a day. So uh, it might have been like a 30-second beat loop. It might have been a minute long. But every day I challenged myself to do something different. And it actually made me a much better, I feel, producer. Maybe not a better musician, but it gave me a better, I think, base as far as like the ability to create things. So can you create things pretty rapidly now that you're doing it every day? Oh, yeah. Um, when I first started, uh, like like my first daily render like itself, that took me hours. I think it even took me like a, like a full day. Um, now I'm able to do them. It ranges from the pieces, but it could range from 45 minutes to a couple hours. But uh, the quality has just been ramped up and the amount of time it takes has gone way down. And that's like, and I can feel it and I can see it every time I'm making a piece, like the clear improvement, not only in the pieces themselves, but like the time it takes. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So is... Every day, do you have a new piece up for sale? Uh, no. So that used to be how I did it. I mean, until so around day 100 was when I started the collection. And then I did that collection for about uh, 150 days was how many days. Like, like every day I made a piece, I'd mint it. Um, and then after that, I was like, because uh, like, I was just afraid. It, there was a lot more stress with it uh, when it came to making a daily and having to mint it. Because like, if I was not happy with the piece, um, or like not even if I wasn't happy with the piece, but if I didn't feel like it was worthy of like minting, there was no like going, there was just the way the collection was made and the way I promised, I was like, there was just no way to not mint the piece. And so I decided that uh, making it more sporadic mints would just be better and all, especially for collectors as well, uh, because then it creates more a, of a, what's the, a scarcity. And 
yeah, so I decided that that was just the best route. And now I'm just minting whatever I feel whenever I feel like I just minted yesterday. The first daily render mint of 2022 was yesterday. Um, so, yeah. I feel like if you were to mint a, a new piece each day, you're kind of, I think you, you'd be kind of taking away from your creativeness and, you know, putting necessary pressure on yourself to feel like I got to get this minted. I have to get another one out today. Like, this is my reputation i'm the guy that mints a piece every day and i think you kind of end up screwing yourself in the long run when you do stuff like that right i totally agree i mean not to say that especially in the beginning like i was i was having a blast i was like and there was nothing really wrong with it it just kind of became like those days specifically where because uh, like you can't just when it comes to when you're minting every day as well you want to kind of post it and you want to kind of show it in the middle of the day like you can't be posting these at like 11 p.m because like you still want people to see it because now you're selling it as well. And um, yeah, it just kind of became unnecessary stress. And yeah, best decision I've made so far, I was uh, saying that it would just be sporadic from then on. So how do you decide what the floor price is going to be on this? Do you, do you set different floor prices based on what uh, the amount of time and effort it goes into making a piece? Or is everything kind of just graded at the same price and then you go from there if there's secondary sales then you'd make additional income off them so from the beginning i actually had a roadmap that like pretty much said like it was the price was changing based on uh time kind of uh, in the sense of like how like how many days it's been like i said that the price would rise every like was like 50 days and uh and yeah so now it's at uh and then I decided, like, after, like, it was, like, after point one, it's not going to go any higher than that. That's just, like, the price now. And that's where it's at. Um, uh, now, any daily that's minted is at point one, but they range from, they started at point oh three was when, like, I first started minting them. And that's what, and then I said it would go to point one now, which I can't believe I'm actually, like, at this point where I'm minting it. And it's, like, been, it's, I'm on day 302, which is still kind of crazy. Um, at least to me, it's just very surreal. Um but yeah, so now they're minting at that, the, and now the floor is at 0.05. So yeah, it's just been a very gradual and steady growth of price. How, how have the sales been so far with, with the renderings that you're putting out? You, you're doing pretty decent. Are you able to um, do this without picking? I know you're in, you're in college right now. Are, are you able to kind of live off the income that you're making off these um, and not have to pick up like a part-time job? How's, how's it going so that way? So initially, actually, they were it, like they were selling like crazy. Um, then there was a big like kind of drought, and I feel like everyone felt that it was like a, a few months ago. Um, and then, I mean, especially recently, I mean, the ones that the one that I released yesterday and today both sold after like 20 minutes. So that was really cool. Um, that definitely felt good. Um, and just overall, like I, I'm not just doing daily renders. Like I'm creating like uh, one of ones on you known origin and foundation, and um, and those have been uh, doing pretty well. And uh, so, yeah, overall, I've been able to live off these. Like, uh, yeah, it hasn't been, uh, I mean, most of them, yeah, I would say about 90% of the uh, money I make from my art is what goes to, like, rent and food. And then 10% just kind of sits there as, like, you know, just keeping with Ethereum, seeing if it goes up and down. You know what I mean? Do you, uh, you buy NFTs yourself? Do you have your own collection? I have a fairly small one, but when I feel like I can afford to collect something, I do. I've collected one piece off foundation. I've collected a lot on Hen, um, which is a lot more in my price range, especially. Um, and I've collected a couple on OpenSea from a couple of friends. 
Um, do, do you feel like it's difficult to do minting on on some of these marketplaces that you use, like Foundation and Known Origin? Because the commission fees on them are super high. It's like 15% commission goes to the platform. Uh, do you feel like pressure that you got to increase the floor price on your on your particular products to kind of offset the difference in the commissions that these these marketplaces are receiving for that? I feel like for especially foundation, yeah, like foundation specifically is kind of insane. You know, with the mint and the list price, sometimes racking up to like upwards of like five hundred dollars. Um, and uh, I don't usually like usually when it comes to pricing my stuff. Uh, no matter what the gas price is, I usually just stick to what I think it should be. And uh, when it comes to like pricing the stuff on foundation and known origin, it's usually based on uh, time and where I think just my overall pricing as an artist is in the market. So that's usually how I base those prices on, not really based off gas. But of course, I try and choose a time when gas is like at fairly low or at least decently low enough. Um, and uh, yeah, but yeah, I agree. It can be difficult. Um, so I haven't I haven't minted too much on foundation. Um, I've minted more unknown origin because they only have one gas fee now, and that one's also just a little bit lower even than the one min, the two mid fees on foundation. And also known origin, just in general, I found is just a better marketplace uh, and cares more, um, especially in social media and stuff about their artists. So I've been definitely happier with known origin. So we were talking before we started about you know the amount of time that you put in each day into your artwork. Would you, would you consider it like um, more of a hobby or like something you do in your free time or is it turning into almost like an obsession for you now i think it's never not been an obsession i think um since i started i really really have not kind of torn my eyes like if you had if i wish there was like i could take like a time lapse of me uh and where i sit on my computer because like it's really just like it's like i maybe i think i sometimes leave the room you know i go to the gym and that's like an hour or two. And then, you know, I sometimes I hang out with friends later at night. But I would say like a good 70% of my day is spent make creating. And not in like a like a sad hermit way, you know, just in, this, in like a way that is just really just what I enjoy doing. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I would people would consider it a hobby just based on the fact that I guess like it's not a, a traditional job. But for me, it's just it's I'm doing it. I'm loving it. And I am lucky enough to be making enough to live off it for now. Do you kind of feel you kind of feel like you have to just keep doing this every day because um like you said before like this is this is your your source of income i know I know you're in school and stuff like that, but you do you feel almost like a pressure you have to adjust your prices so you can make a sale so you can pay rent and so on and so forth, or are you pretty much just kind of carefree you just do your thing and then you you whatever you sell you sell and then you'll be all right I'm very much carefree because um like I said i'm just I'm doing what I love and I'm happy that I'm doing it. I, I've been uh, without a home and I've dealt with it and I'm honestly at a point in life and just have a mindset of kind of whatever happens, happens. And I truly just will do what I want to do in that moment uh, and what makes me happy. And I think that's important. And I think it's important for a lot of people just to kind of get rid of that overarching stress. Um, I know now it's like, easier said than done and it still is for myself but yeah i'm more of just carefree about it if it sells it sells if it doesn't i'll just keep on creating and make a new piece and see how that goes it's really important to do what you you love you know even even if you're not making millions of dollars or whatever you're even if you could get by and have a roof over your head and have food on the table as long as you really like what you're doing i mean that's that's more important like i know plenty of people that make a ton of money and they're miserable they hate, they hate their 
job and then they come home and they take it out on their family life or their kids and it's just like what's the fucking point of that i i, I never understood that so you know yeah 100 if you could do something to keep yourself happy and then you you make money as well doing it that's that's what it's all about totally i totally agree so um, I was looking on your Discord, and it says that if somebody buys two of your daily renderings, you send them out. You send them out. Do you give them a physical print of one of your pieces? Is that how it's working? Yeah, I like to add physical uh, benefits as often as I can, like when it at least makes sense. Um, I would say when I first started, it didn't really make much. I don't know, like it was just kind of something that I love to do. I like to make as many benefits as possible. That, uh, but in the beginning, it didn't really make much sense when like the pieces were going for 0.03. And I was sending like $40 prints and then I had to like paper shipping and stuff. But um, now that they're a little bit more expensive and like it kind of just makes sense with uh, with what I do. But yeah, um, I like to have physical uh, like benefits when I can. Like for the stuff on Known Origin, like uh, usually it will be like a, I send like a signed metal print uh, of the piece to people who collect like the piece on Known Origin. Um, and yeah, I mean, Foundation, it's a little bit different because they're animations, but uh, yeah. Now, how how what kind of reaction have you got? Because we're in the DeFi space. Not everybody wants to be doxxed, especially with their home address and stuff like that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I so I always give it as an option. Like of course, like if they don't want the print, I'm not gonna be like you have to have it. Like like if they don't want it, like I've had people, I've had anonymous collectors um, who've collected like two or three, and I and I've tried to get in contact with them. And if they and if they don't want to be in contact, that's totally fine. It's really just. Uh, it's a benefit for them, and it's like it's totally up to them as well. Um, I'd love to do it if they want it. If they don't, that's to that's you know, more power to them. You know. Would you offer them something, um, something different rather than giving them a physical print? Maybe just offer them uh, a separate NFT that they they might want to pick from your collection, as a, opposed to getting like a, a regular print. Or I'm gonna be honest, that situation has not come up yet. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, the only times that like someone hasn't wanted a print was because they were anonymous and I didn't even like, wasn't even able to get in touch with them. So I haven't really dealt with a situation where someone didn't want to give the address and also was in contact with me to say that they would want something different. Um, I would definitely be down to figure that out. Um, if that situation did come up, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, you seem like a really nice guy, but I, I wouldn't give you my address because I'm just paranoid. When it comes <laughs> that's, to totally, that. that's totally <laughs> fair. So I would be the first guy that you would have to deal with with something like that. I just I I, I like I kind of remaining anonymous myself, but yeah, I was so curious. I was just curious what you did as far as that goes. So, uh, what are you doing as far as like marketing your name and getting your name out there and stuff? Um, I'm fairly active on Twitter. Um, I like I yeah I would say I'm most active on Twitter. Um, I'm on all forms of social media as, like as I as much as I can. Not on Facebook, but like, you know, like Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm on a couple NFT uh, social media platforms that have come out. Um, I don't know if you've heard of their names, like Skirpy and User. Um, I'm on those platforms. Um, and as far as I know, that's like the best way. I've been in a few galleries. Um, I'm a part of a few, like, uh, what are they called? Curatorial teams? I'm not sure what they're called. Like a Searchlight, uh, stuff like that. Um but yeah, just I, I do what I can with the knowledge that I have, and I take as many opportunities as I'm like capable of taking. Um, and usually, when it comes to marketing, I'm just marketing myself here on Twitter as like I would say is the main area of marketing that I do. Yeah, I think spaces is such a useful tool. Um, oh yeah, I, totally. I think, totally. As long as you have a, a decent presence on Twitter Spaces and you have a Discord channel, 
Um, as far as NFTs go, I think you're you're pretty you're you're on a pretty good path. I mean, there, there's other really great tools like TikTok and stuff like that, but I think those are like your primary your primary two is Twitter and Discord. Is, so those are pretty much the two that you stick with the most, right? Yeah. So, do you have any plans for any other type of utility that you're going to be incorporating into your pieces other than sending the physical piece to, to people's houses? Um, honestly, I'm not totally sure. Um, it's one of those things that I feel like I want to figure out as I go. I do as much as I can with what I can now. Um, and I hope that uh, me as an artist, that I kind of promises that I will continue to create um, and just get better and continue to uh, be more known is uh, as much utility as I can offer at the moment. And I usually hope that's enough and that the art is good enough to uh, believe in that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I hope at least. A lot of your pieces look like they're kind of like sci-fi inspired or, I mean, some are sci-fi inspired. I saw you had one where it's like a head on a tree or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, some of them are weird. <laughs> some of them are weird. Yeah. So where do you get like a, a bulk of your inspiration from? Is it from playing video games? Is it from movies? Is it just, um, maybe from a dream that you had, where, where do you kind of dabble into in order to really get that inspiration? Cause a lot of it reminds me of like science fiction stuff. I feel like I'm watching like the fifth element movie or, or something to that effect. Um, I would say all the above. Um, a lot of sci-fi stuff. Like I grew up on uh, like the old Star Trek shows and like Star Wars, of course, Nintendo games, like Breath of the Wild, like not Breath of the Wild, like Legend of Zelda. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I just grew up on a lot of that, and uh, my brother um, was a big fan of like hard sci-fi novels, like the like that dense, like those dense books that had like real science fiction, like science facts inside the science fiction. So yeah, I grew up on all of that, and it's definitely all influenced. I think uh, a lot of the pieces that I make. Um, I've had dreams where I just kind of woke up and I like kind of wrote down an idea, and I was like, "That's wacky," and then I just go back to sleep, and I'd wake up and I'd try and create a piece from that. Um, so yeah, it's really just all the above. Um, and also a lot of artists that I follow and have followed for a long time um, that uh, can influence a few of my pieces, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, they're all just it's kind of jumbled up into my head and then I kind of spit it out. So how far off is 3D art that you create versus AI art like somebody like Soma would create? Like, it, are they kind of like, are they kind of like, first cousins or is it more like very distant relatives um i would say it's just two very different things um if i'm being honest from uh, from what i understand of ai art not to say that ai art is amazing and especially when done like well it's like complicated and it's crazy i i feel like there are points where i just don't understand uh how they do it um but i would say they're just different like just different mediums of art is what i would say all right because I, I, like I said, I, I eventually want to do um, some sort of, some sort of digitalized art, but I'm, I'm not artistic. I, I couldn't do much more than stick figures in, or maybe like a little square house with a peaked roof or something like that. So <laughs> this is more of a selfish question for myself, because I'm trying to figure out what would be the best place to maybe start for a beginner like myself. What, what do you think would be easier? You, do, do you, what you do, do you think I could pick up and kind of get something that might be worthy of sales within a month? I am that I'm going to be honest, that really just depends on you, um, I would say, because 
and I I wish I remembered more. It was all really much of, like a ton of like a big blur when I first started because it was just you know beginning of the pandemic, kind of just foggy headed um, at the time. But from what I remember, I mean, I I would say it took me about a month of watching tutorials and teaching myself uh, to where I finally got to a point where I could create my own stuff. Um, I didn't start selling stuff until about two months after that, or maybe a month after that. Um, so I would say, and I don't know enough about AI art. So I would say, like, I think if you really, like, put your head into it and, like, really just dedicated yourself to it, I think you could uh, definitely learn 3D art in, a, in the span of a month, or at least to a point of, uh, at, at the very least, a basic understanding of, like, the uh, how, to, how to use the software. Is it a little bit more refreshing for yourself that you don't have something that you're completely committed to, like a specific project where, um, like, we'll use Gregory, his his PFP, for example, where you just have to continuously make different types of lines with different hats, different hair, different shirts, where you kind of could just go off, I'm going to make this type of piece today, I'm going to make that type of piece tomorrow. Is that better for you? Like, Personally, does does it give you does it feel more rewarding by by being able to kind of branch off and just kind of have a little bit more freedom than to be bound to a specific project? Definitely, just because that's who I am as a person. I'm I'm as a person, I'm very spontaneous and just um, do how I feel. Um, like that, I got twenty. I got I, there was a day where I got three tattoos in one day just because I really really wanted them. Um, although I was kind of in a semi manic episode at the time. But I digress. Um, but yeah, I would say that it's definitely very freeing to be able to kind of wake up and then decide based on how I'm feeling in that moment what I want to make and like what my head just kind of comes up with for that day. Because there's times where like I'll wake up and I just have no idea what I want to do for the piece uh, for the daily. And I'll just kind of sit in front of an empty blender screen and just wait till it kind of comes to me. Um, but then there's like, I mean, there's not to say that there's not a... Uh, I don't enjoy projects themselves, like uh, like the stuff on Known Origin. I made a collection. I've made a few collections uh, aside from the daily renders, and the stuff on Known Origin. There's a collection of cities that I made that are all connected, and they have a story, and each one like. So there's an. I, I think there's a. In, I enjoy creating stories that are all connected and projects that are like connected in that way. But at the same time, I like that uh, a lot. Of, like the stuff that I do daily is just. Um, it's whatever I want. I mean, and also just, I mean, the projects in general, it really is just whatever I feel like creating. And I just, uh, and I'm just lucky enough that people enjoy what I create. So I'm talking with Salvo here. He does a lot of 3D art. He's 21 years old and he's still in college and he's doing some really awesome stuff. And it's, it's really nice to see younger people getting into NFTs. Um, so shoot him a shoot him a follow here on on Twitter and check out his Discord. He has he has collections all over the place. I mean his link tree that you could go on right on, well it's link fire that you could go on right on his Twitter has tons of galleries. He does um, something that I really really kind of dig. He does daily renderings. So he does a different type of rendering every single day of the year, and uh, some of it's really awesome. Some of it confuses me, but it's all. <laughs> You know, and I mean, that's that's the good thing about art, too. Like, you don't necessarily have to like everything, but, you know, there's you could you could tell that there's a lot of time and effort put into it. And I, I dig most of your stuff. Some of the stuff, like I said, it confuses me a little bit, but, you know, yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> that's fair. Sometimes, sometimes I'll look back on my pieces. So that, like the tree one, I look back on it and I remember how I felt when I made it and I stand by it, but I look at it and I'm like, I'm like, man, you were really feeling weird that day. Yeah, I was looking at the tree one. That, that's the one that kind of like caught me off guard. I'm like, why does the tree have a face in the middle of it? I'm like, I don't know. But some of these like astronaut ones, they have a pretty bad ass. So I, I don't know. It's kind of like, it, it's a huge collection too to really look through everything. So I mean, he has hundreds of stuff up already. Um, so how long have you been doing this now, like in total? Today is day 302. Okay. And you said you've only been, and you've only been minting them as NFTs for how long? Um, I've invented them as NFTs for, I would, I would, so I was doing it for 150 days, I guess, was how long that, like, I was doing the daily minting for ever since that first mint on the daily render uh, collection. So I guess that was, I guess it's been like 200 and something days. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I think it's, what I think is like, I don't know, I'm really just proud of being able to like, you know, do these dailies and also come out with like, the side projects and the uh, extra stuff on the different platforms. I'm just really happy that I like, I don't know. I'm really happy that I'm able to like, I have the stamina for that um, because especially with like, so I have ADHD and I think it's definitely uh, like there's hyper fixations and I'm always worried when I get, when I enjoy something that it'll be like a month passes and I'll be tired of it. But uh, I realized after day like a hundred, I was like, this ain't stopping. This is not a hyper fixation. I think this is what I'm meant to do. So yeah. So, um, have you decided to do any collaborations with any other artists? Maybe that could be something where you could maybe add utility into your project, or because, like, I hope I'm saying right, Cigar down there is a, a fantastic singer. So, would you ever think of maybe hooking up with a, a a songwriter or maybe a poet or something like that and have them? Uh, maybe add some sort of extra utility into your project. That's funny. That's, that's fantastic that you say that because uh, a few of my pieces already on foundation are collaborations between uh, someone who's an amazing sound designer. He creates a uh, music and sound for a few of my animations. Um, and we pretty much have an on, like an out, like an, what's the word? Um, an outstanding, no, what's the, st a standing kind of collaboration deal kind of thing that we're doing with my animations foundation like of course we uh we go out and we could ask other people to do sound but at the moment uh he's amazing and um i really enjoy working with him so yeah he's uh, he does the sound and stuff for those animations um we have another animation coming out actually hopefully either this week or next uh he's just finishing up the music for that which i'm really excited about um collaborations aside from just sound um i'm hopefully i have some hopefully i have some collaborations coming up with some artists that i am huge fan a, a huge fan of uh, that I've met over the past, like only in the past month, honestly, that I've met and we've discussed uh, doing collaborations once uh, all of our schedules kind of just calm down and we're able to really talk about the ideas and stuff that we have going on. Do you use the same program to incorporate motion into your into your um, NFTs? Yeah. I wasn't sure if you if you have to use a separate program to do like editing for stuff like that that's mixed into it. It definitely doesn't hurt. Um, after effect like After Effects, I don't like use it for motion, but it definitely can. You can really uh, do good color editing and maybe even add some like a little bit extra motion like uh, dust and or embers stuff like that. Um, as far I really have a rudimentary uh, knowledge of After Effects at the moment, and I'm trying to improve that. Um, but overall, yeah, I would say most of the most of everything that I do is done in Blender. So, 
how do you keep things fresh? Like if, if you're putting out different different renderings every single day, how do you keep from being repetitious? Because uh, I, I find myself like when I write music, I might stick with the same beat for too long and maybe not switch it up. Do you ever get yourself caught up in the same theme for too many days in a row and then have to catch yourself and be like, oh shit, let me uh try something new today? Um honestly, so no, I haven't had a at least I haven't had a problem yet of being too repetitious. Um I really, really feel like I am able to just come up with new things each time. I I make sure of that as well. Like if I ever find myself making doing an idea that I feel like has really like clearly been done that I've done before, um, I really make sure to switch it up as best I can. I don't I as far as I know, I don't think I've done anything that looks extremely similar as a piece that I've done before. Um, and I really make that kind of a goal of mine. Hi, Dreams. Do you have a question for Salvo? No, no. Just I love 3D conversations. I'm a 3D artist, and I just checked him out, and we follow each other, and, like, yeah, you've been killing it, dude. Fuck yeah. I just wanted to chill up here with you guys. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for coming up with kind words, man. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. So, um, are you are you going to start incorporating your stuff into like virtual galleries or maybe putting your your renderings into the metaverse? I, I know like three D renderings kind of go hand in hand with metaverse projects. So I I don't know if that's in the in the works. Do you have anything like that in store for us? Um, so like I said, I've been in a few uh, galleries so far. Like one in Miami, one in Brooklyn, and one was at uh, NFT NYC. Um, and but when it comes to like the on cyber stuff, I'm in a, a gallery with a group that I'm with. Uh, we met on Twitter and like we've been talking ever since I started here. So we have a gallery that's going to be coming out soon. Um, it has a couple of my pieces. Um, and I've a few people that have collected uh, art for me. I, I'm up in there on cyber galleries. Uh, and I've thought about making a gallery for myself. But like, I'm going to be honest, I keep really struggling with like setting it up. And also, I feel like I just have a lot of pieces. And it's really hard to choose like, out of like, however many I have to choose like a specific like 20 or so. So yeah, um, I haven't really gotten around to making my own on-site gallery. Yeah, that's the bad thing about putting out so much content, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I get the same thing, like I don't know what ones to pick. I don't know what ones are gonna it's gonna work. So um, are all of your pieces one of ones or do you have numerous copies of each one that you sell? So for the first time, actually, um, it was my my pin tweet before I changed it just like a, about an hour ago. Um, it was my first multiple edition piece that I put up on Nona Origin um, of a really dope cityscape that I made. Uh, I called it Neon Slums. So that was my first. It was a five of five. Uh, and it was 0.05 uh, ETH for each edition. And that sold out in less than 24 hours, which was crazy to me. Um, and yeah, that was uh, that was my first uh try at multiple editions and it was really it was really awesome because i feel like especially no matter who you are i feel like 0.05 i feel like is a good entry for like uh and i look when it comes to like my one of ones on uh foundation and known origin the floor is usually 0.2 and so like and that's not everyone can afford that and that's totally understandable so i decided that it would be a good opportunity you know maybe some people who had been wanting to collect from me um to collect uh to be able to collect from me and it worked out um i think for everybody i was really excited about it um and i felt the love from the community especially a lot of people love the piece so yeah do you think uh future of nfts kind of calls for some 
even if it's something minute, some type of utility that needs to be incorporated into a project, or do you think that we could just still, I do a piece of art and I sell my piece of art and that's it. Seems like there's some, some pressure on artists now that they feel like they have to incorporate utility myself. I don't really think it's necessary, but I don't know how you feel about it. I definitely feel the pressure to uh, add utility. Um, and it's not like a bad pressure because I feel like, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that I should have to add utility because art is art. And that's kind of what I thought the point of this whole new kind of like renaissance was, was kind of the idea that we're making art. And if, if you like the art, you know, that's then collect it. You know what I mean? I think that's beautiful. Um, but I also don't see, I don't think there's anything wrong with having utility. It definitely is a good addition. Um, and I definitely feel a little bit of that pressure to add utility. And if I can, and it is in the cards, I will definitely do it. It's not like I'm like avoiding adding utility. It's just kind of at the moment, I, I'm, I'm just not, uh, I just don't know enough, I think. Um, and I'm fully capable of admitting that. Uh, and hopefully in the future, once I know more, and once I have more of a, I guess, less chaotic schedule um, with school and all this cre and creating, um, hopefully I'll be able to um, add more utility to what I do. But at the moment, I just really hope that my art and me as an artist is enough utility for now. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. I love to speak on this. So um, I recently have like, so when I first got into the space with 3D art too, like I felt that like need of utility because like, look at all the projects with utility and they do significantly better than like any project, right? But like 3D art obviously stands out way more than these like pixel pieces, you know? And, like, it looks better, and you get more engagement and stuff, but it doesn't mean it will sell. And, like, I, like, personally went down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, okay, well, if I'm going to add utility, I got to do it with, like, my level of art. And, like, that's really hard to do as a 3D artist. And, like, <laughs> so it took me, like, like, about a year and a half to finally get to the point where I'm, like, comfortable enough to even, like, go into a program to, like, make essentially my art like characters like so you can walk around at like video games right and like it's it's hard for 3d artists to add utility to like their art it takes a lot like i can't even imagine if um freaking salvan over here made like his his worlds made like metaverses out of his like art like that would be insane like but that would take so long i feel like and <laughs> you know it just it's a lot for 3d artists to add utility <laughs> I think a lot of the utility now, too, is redundant. I think it's the same utility project to project now, and it's not really, like, there's not that unique element that a lot of people are putting in there. It's like you're just putting utility in to just say you have utility in your project. When your art, if your art's good enough, it should be able to speak for itself. I don't really see the complete reasoning why every single project has to have it, but it seems to be the thing, like, everybody... What, what utility is your fucking project? Well, maybe it doesn't have any. Maybe I just make really kick-ass art, right? And I, I think that should be enough. And I when I say, like, minute utility, like, I know projects that their utility is just to have a private Discord channel where you can chat with the artist. And sometimes, like, that's just good enough. You know, if you're a holder of it and then you want to talk directly to, to the artist, I think that should be enough. And, like, I, know, I get a little bit pissed off about stuff like that, that, you know, it, it puts... You're yeah, adding just too much shit into it. I don't think it's really necessary. Yeah, I mean, if it's cool, though. At the same time, like, I feel very accomplished for, for figuring out a way to add utility to, like, a 3D art project, right? Like, it's pretty insane to be, like, 
yeah, well, my art was just JPEGs at one point, then it turned into animations, and now it's turning into, like, FBX files, and you can, like, put your FBX files into, like, a world and, like, walk around with them. Like, it's, it honestly, I feel like for me personally, it helps me push me to a certain level. So, I don't know. That's how I see it. So, have you done any giveaways, Salvo? Um, yeah, I've done a couple. Um, I've done a few daily render giveaways, um, and I've done uh, airdrops to collectors. Um, and yeah, yeah, but I've done a, a couple giveaways. I've done a giveaway of physical items as well in like my Discord. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't do them too often. Um, not because I'm against them, but also just because I just ha- I don't I just don't end up doing them too often. So what? What's I know you, you said it took you a while to to figure out like the ins and outs of Blender and you got kind of obsessed with it. But uh, other than that, what's been like the biggest hardship that you've faced so far with the project? I would say just I mean, there's always more to learn and there's always stuff that I'm missing when it comes to knowledge of Blender because Blender is in general is just a big software. There's so much in there and there's so much to know and I don't think everybody anybody knows everything when it comes to the ins and outs of the how to use Blender. Um, unless you're like a coder or some shit. So um, yeah, I would say the most frustrating thing has come when I am even trying to look for a tutorial and I can't really even find exactly what I'm looking for. Um, there's been pieces that I've had to stop just like at the time because I didn't have the ability to finish it. And it's actually really funny because uh, recently there was a city that I was trying to make and it was like pretty intense and it was pretty big. And I realized I was like, I don't have the, I don't have the tech, I don't have the uh, skill to make this right now. And I kind of left it on the back burner. And then I was just kind of going through uh, my old projects and I found it and I opened it back up and I was like, I know exactly how to make this. And I was, so I went back um, and I started working on it again and now it's pretty much finished. I'm actually it's probably gonna, uh, just going to post it soon. Um, I don't know if I'm going to mint it yet, but yeah, I'm just really proud of uh, just that because like, I'm, no matter how frustrated I may get with the project right now, I really, I really do believe that I'm like, give it like another month and I'll come back to it and I'll be able to fix it. Do you need a really heavy-duty computer to do the type of art that you do? I would say you need a, a, at least a decent one. Um, I luckily got one with a student discount uh, with like a pretty damn good GPU, but it's a laptop because I move around so much. Um, I don't exactly have like usually a stable place of living, so I didn't get like a PC. But I use a uh, I have, have the laptop that I have as like a RTX 3060 Ti, which is pretty good. Um, even when it's in a laptop, which can slow it down just because it just doesn't have the fan or like the, just the, it's just not big enough. <laughs> um, but uh, it does, it does what I need it to do. Uh, maybe not as fast as I would prefer, but it does it, it does it well enough that like I have no complaints. So you said you're into tattoos. Um, do, you, do you think eventually we're going to have, maybe, I think it would start off a little bit lower, but um Somehow we'll incorporate tattooing into the blockchain as far as like the artwork goes. See, what I'm thinking of when I think tattoos, I think like the flash work when you walk into a tattoo shop and they have like the Sailor Jerry pieces and then they have like the tribal pieces. I'm thinking that artists are going to start registering flash art on the blockchain and you can buy just collections of flash art and that would go straight to the tattoo shop and then they would be able to just pull it up on their iPad. And then you would just be able to scroll through the flesh that you want. And then it would kind of be like, if you really like an artist's work from South Dakota, he could do a specific piece and send it to a tattoo shop in California. And then you could actually get 
a one of one piece that that specific artist would do. Just spitball. I don't know how you feel about this. <laughs> that's. I mean, that sounds dope. Um, I would say like the main problem, the only thing that I think would be a problem with that is that as far as I know, I feel like uh, tattoo artists don't like to do other people's art verbatim. Like, you know what I mean? Um, if like a tattoo artist usually uh, would want to at least put a little bit of their spin because they're kind of, I would say, artists sometimes when it comes to tattoo art, especially, um, they want to, uh, they don't feel good completely and totally copying someone else's piece uh, exactly how it is. So I feel like that would be the only hiccup when it comes to that, but I, I think it's a dope idea. I think it's a good start, definitely. I think that could potentially be a future thing. I mean, it'll somehow, somehow blockchain's going to get involved in the tattoo industry. I just don't know how. And like <laughs> I was talking about that with like the flash art, I don't know if that would be something that could be done. I mean, because really, like when you buy flash art in the tattoo shop, like to get all of those pieces that you put on your boards in the actual tattoo shop costs a lot of money. So if you could just buy a collection that's like a tattoo shop owner and then just have all your flash registered to the specific shop, I think that could work rather than, you know, bulky flash picture frames and shit that you have on the wall. Yeah, totally. So how many tattoos do you have? Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> all right. I, I think it's like 20-something. I think it's in the 20s. Um, right. I'm actually getting, getting one this Saturday, which I'm really excited about. You you getting face tattoos like the Island Boys? Uh no, I don't got face tattoos not yet. Not until this uh this can. I mean, not. The, I don't think that. Uh, I think that what's really good about now, like especially in like more modern times, is how accepted tattoos are starting to be, and I think that's beautiful. It's not like, uh, and I just and I think that's amazing that tattoos are being more accepted, especially when it comes to like not it not really affecting if you can get a job or not. Um, but I would say. Uh, still, there's probably a stigma to face tattoos and getting more traditional jobs. And I, I'm going to be honest, I love what I do, but like, I don't know if this is going to be uh, financially stable forever, you know, or at least constant. Uh, and I think we all know that no matter what, especially with the way ETH moves up and down, it can, it can be, there can be times where like you just, you need that second job. So, yeah. um, so for now, I just, uh, until I, until this is more of a stable income, I'm, I would, I, I'm not probably going to get any uh, job killers, but uh when it comes to overall tattoos, like I would probably, the, the most visible I'd probably get is on my hands and that's like pretty visible. Um, but for now I have like, I have like on my back, I have on my arms, my legs, um, pretty close to my neck. Um, and yeah, these, this next one's going to go somewhere on my arm and I'm getting some collar ones, uh, in mid February. So yeah. Yeah. As a, an older guy I, and, and you being, many years younger than me i, I would tell you <laughs> probably in your best interest it, at this point in time not to maybe do hands and face tattoos and maybe even your neck but you know you're your own person so you have to make those decisions yourself but just a little bit of friends and it's still not mass adopted yet where where we could walk into work and have a, a gucci main ice cream cone with lightning bolts coming up <laughs> No, you're totally right, especially with those. Uh, yeah, I would like to think I'm I'm more tasteful with my tattoo choices, at least. You know, I got like you know I got some Mario and some Nintendo themed ones, but I also got you know some like some tasteful ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, since the market's been downtrending um, as of late, you know, with all this craziness with Bitcoin dipping down to 30k, um, have have you seen a, a downtrend in your sales on your NFTs as well, or is it kind of been stable, or has it has it gone up? 
surprisingly enough, t- January, this January, this like the start of 2022 has been very kind to me when it comes to sales. Um, like I said, like I sold two dailies for the highest they've ever sold, actually, uh, in the past couple of days. Um, I sold a piece on Known Origin uh, la- this past week um, in like, one of the cities, part of that collection. I sold a piece on Foundation just the week before that. Um, so, yeah, things have been pretty steady when it comes to sales. But bef- just before that, I hadn't made a sale in over a month and a half. So it really it really is just a fluctuation. And I think that um, if you're especially if you're a new artist, that's like kind of listening. Um, the I would say just be be so patient because like it, it, that's just the way this is going to work. You can there's going to be times where you're not going to make a sale for months. And if people see at least that you're consistent and you're still here, even in those times of no sales, then I feel like that really shows that you're committed to this space and like what you're doing. Um, I did it and I'm still doing it. Like no matter where the market's at, I have continued to create day every single day. Um, and I think that's really, I think it's also really cool that I have that, that I'm able to kind of show like, Hey, look, see, like, <laughs> like I was there that day too. You know what I mean? Um, by just saying, by showing that I've been creating each day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Consistency is super important. I think in anything that you're trying to really get your name out there with, um, I, I kind of realized <laughs> Too, like when I when I do these AMAs, like um, it was kind of like all over the place when I do them different times. Now I'm just sticking with a specific time each day, and it's just easier. And you know, I, I think it's important how you're doing it. You're going out there, you're making sure that I have a piece every day. I'm doing what I, you know, I put my name to, and I think people start realizing stuff like that. And uh, going back to with the market going down, you know, your prices are already set, so it's kind of like people are getting a discount for your artwork, right? So, I mean, maybe that's why your your sales are boosting up a little bit. People are like, oh, look at this. It's like 30% off. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely made a couple of tweets like that. You know, like, you're going to need a discount right now. Come on, guys. You know, um, especially because, like, the physical that comes with a few of these pieces, like, that's the same price out here. You know what I mean? Like, that's not changing. So, like, it really is a good deal. Um, if anybody's listening out there, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, but, yeah. Um, with the set price it definitely uh is technically like just it's discounted um but uh and uh but for i would honestly chalk up the recent sales just i've been uh i didn't used to do many twitter spaces honestly and i uh ending end of 2021 i started to join them more and i realized how not only how much fun they are but also like you meet so many people and it's just a really good way to be seen um and like i've made a few like awesome friends through them and yeah the twitter space i think definitely has helped uh with a, with a lot of my reach um and maybe that could chalk up to some sales um i wish i knew more of how a lot of them happened so one of them i know like i know a couple of them for sure were uh were one of them at least was from a twitter space that i went to um so yeah have you have you been approached by anybody in any animation studios or maybe a game developer to maybe do like an intro or some type of promotional video or something like that. Do, do you actually feel capable that you could do maybe a 30 second video of your animation for, uh, for somebody? I definitely feel it capable. I think at the moment, just schedule wise, it might be more difficult. Again, like I said, with school and dailies and then my own personal projects, um, I've turned down a couple collaborations and just like future projects, just because I know, that I wouldn't, I would want to put my all into a project. And if I know I wouldn't be able to put my all, 
then I wouldn't want to do it. Um, but I have been, I, when I was in Miami, I was in Miami for, uh, one of those galleries. It was for, uh, our, uh, is it Basil or Basil? I really don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm really, <laughs> but, uh, what is it? I think it's Basil. I know you yeah, don't know. Basil, yes, yeah, so I was there, and I was, uh, and I was able to meet a lot of really cool people. Um, and some of them were offering me, uh, like stuff to do for like their game, their games, like game development stuff like that, creating cities and animations. And I've done like on Foundation right now. There's an animation that's still up. Uh, that's uh, it's a two two and a half minute or two minute animation that I made uh, from scratch, which I'm just really proud of, by the way. Um, and that my friend that I said uh, does sound for it, he did the sound for it. Um, and that's up on foundation. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely capable of doing, uh, good snippets and good animations, long, short, looped. Um, and, uh, I'm not really, it's not that I don't think I'm capable. I think it's more, if I'm turning it down, it's mostly just because I want to give you my best work. And if I don't think I'm going to do that, uh, then I see, I, I really don't want to not only let you down, but I don't want to let myself down, um, when it comes to these projects. So yeah, I'm usually very careful with accepting, uh, a collaboration. And it's, in fact, I was very, I didn't really know how to say no, especially in the beginning. Um, my friend D.W. Brutal, he's right down there. Um, he's uh, someone that gave me some great advice um, on saying no to uh, someone offering you a job or a collaboration or a commission. Um, so yeah, uh, I would say uh, the ability to now learn like how to say no and also just know what I'm capable of is something that's kind of new, but also something that I'm proud of that I can like now just know. Do you accept uh, requests from people to do like a petition piece? Like if I wanted a uh, an outer space piece, let's say that I wanted to maybe hang up on the wall or something like that, would would you do something like that? I, I I've been ex I w I've accepted commissions based on how much uh how much is how long it would take how long I think it would take. Um, like a cool outer space piece, I feel like I could definitely knock out pretty well. Um, and it wouldn't take up uh, too much uh, of like my free time, so I feel like that would like not that wouldn't be something that would overwhelm me. But like you know, I've kind of been approached by people to do uh, just larger projects and larger collaborations, and I've just had to say like I can't do that, you know, um, or just the commission piece. And people have said like, can I can you do a commission for me? And there have just been times when, especially at the time when they asked, where I've just kind of been like, at the moment I'm not taking commissions, um, but I will like you know put it up on my uh, bio in the future when I am. Uh, just to make sure that you know everyone knows, and I'll be sure to like contact you specifically. Um, but at the moment, I'm just kind of trying. I, I would say at the moment, I'm mostly just trying to build myself and my name up, and that usually would involve collaborations and stuff. But commissions, I feel like, are just just that extra bit that I just don't think I can fit in recently, unless like of course, like I usually say, like, can you explain what you want me to do, and maybe I'll let you know if that's like a small enough or big enough project that I might do or might not be able to do. All right. Well, I, I got uh, two more for you, and then we'll we'll get ready to wrap up because we've already been talking for about an hour here. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. What goals do you have for yourself personally in 2020? What goal, man? I mean, I have I have three general goals that I've always had, and they have not changed. Um, my main goal, um, just in general, is to, and I've said this before. Um, it's kind of cheesy, but it's true. It's I want to be the best. And even when I get there and I become the best, I'm just going to keep on going. That's just a goal of mine. Um, when it, And then uh, in general, when uh, just it comes to I usually take things a piece at a time. And for each of those pieces, the main goal is just to and like it says in my bio is just to create an experience that anybody that everyone can enjoy. 
Um, that's really one of my main goals. And then, uh, but I would say just like a very specific goal for 2022 is just to, I just want to grow. I want to grow as an artist. Um, I want to grow my name. I want to grow. Uh, I want to be known more. I just want to, and I want to hopefully be, uh, I mean, just the general hope of being more financially stable, of course. Um, but yeah, I would say most of it is just to, I just want to grow in a, in a positive and productive way. All right. And my, my last question for you is where do you see your, uh, your project going a year from today? Um, are you going to be continuing with daily renderings or are you going to venture off and maybe do some other, other like type of art? In general, um, I, I've already done other projects and been a part of other projects. Um, I'm, I would say that the daily render collection is my first project and maybe one that I'm most known for. Um, and I, and it's never going to go away because I mean, as far as I know, uh, unless something really bad happens, like I'm going to be making daily renders as, as long as I can. Um, so there's always going to be a piece that, and, but like I said, like I'm minting them sporadically. So like there, I could, I can mint whenever I want. And, uh, I think that's a really like freeing feeling as well. Um, so uh, I feel like I've made it to a point where I can make daily renders and still do other projects, um, while the daily render project still being like, uh, a pro like a project that I started with and I think that it's just going to be here as long as I'm making daily renders and longer um I hope that by the I hope like at some point this year like it either sells out or it just becomes more popular or more known um I feel like as anyone would with a project of theirs but uh overall um yeah I don't think it's going anywhere um and I I, I wouldn't want it to you know because um, I feel like if that project goes anywhere then that's like I, I, as long as I'm doing daily renders it's going to be there and I'm going to be doing daily renders as long as I am physically able so, yeah. That's awesome, Salvo. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and coming to talk with us and letting us know what you have going on. If you guys could, give him a follow, join his Discord, check out his art pieces. There's a new one every day, which is a, a beautiful thing. So you have plenty of opportunity to pick up something from him. Um, uh, Linktree is in his, in his bio on Twitter, and there's art all over the place hundreds and hundreds of pieces so uh yeah just wanted to thank you again thank for you, coming, talking with the family here and uh i really appreciate your time i wish you the best of luck in school no face tattoos no hand tattoos until <laughs> you have everything set in your life and you want to you don't want to get looked at like you uh you don't belong somewhere for some stupid reason you know which which i disagree uh when i get super rich i'm getting face tattoos i don't give a shit <laughs> I really, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me up here. Um, it really means a lot. Um, and like just to have a space to kind of speak about myself and like my art, um, it really is, it really does just mean a lot. Um, and in general, um, if anybody's listening and they, and they join the discord, um, if you want, if you see a daily that I make and I, like, I usually don't mint it. Um, but if you see a daily that I make and you, and you dig it, just let me know and I can mint it for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you ever feel like you connect with a piece, uh, cause I wouldn't want to like, Give, take away an opportunity for someone to want to collect my art. I don't think that's that's right. So thank you again for having me up here. All right, man. I wish you the best of luck. Right back at you, man. And if you have any questions about, if anybody has any questions about like getting started with Blender, I can very easily show you the way towards uh, where I started, uh, tutorials, people on YouTube especially. Um, so if you ever have any questions, feel free. DMs are wide open. Yeah, I'll probably be DM DMing you about that. So yeah, I'll be so, in touch with and uh, yeah, whenever you want, you know, stop by. We do these things every every single day of the week. So, 
Hopefully that's crazy. That's awesome. The stamina yeah. you have for that, man. That's awesome. All right, man. Thanks again. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Thank you.